Man, I love Game Boys. Resident Evil One. <laughs> you like Resident Evil One? It's like the everything about that video is correct. <laughs> yeah, it seems like hellish to play, but maybe like creating a video game hell is the vision. Yeah, it's just sort of like I mean, and we'll get into this when we get into Village because this is a little bit true in there, but it's just sort of like, yeah, when when you walk into a room and it's just like, oh, I should have brought more guns. I guess I'm dead from monster. It's like pretty devastating. You like that. It's fun. It's fun. You like, like to be devastated. Yeah, it's fun to just be like, because it's like actually feels scary. Um, okay. You know, like it's very hard to make a scary game because like even the scariest game, it's like, well, I die and go back to a save point. Yeah, totally. It's like it's hard to walk the line between making, you know, making the character so useless that everything is scary and making something that feels fun to play. Yeah, um, exactly. And so they do neither. (laughs) (laughs) And and they do this little different thing where the character is pretty okay, but the game design is insane. And so you're always in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like there, there is always something about like older horror games that does interest me. One of the first video games I ever saw was House of Evil, I think it's called. Were the games called House of Evil? Were those the games on the Dreamcast? Oh, I think Um, maybe. I think I know what you're talking about. And and, and it kind of had a vibe of like an arcade shooter almost where you'd like go through different castles and shoot at the zombies that came at you. And uh, I don't know, there is something like still scary and like vibey and ominous about those games. And like, I don't know if it's the low res settings or what, but like, I can still get scared by those old games. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like any horror movie, like, uh, as long as there's like the vibe and the sense of threat and like ominousness, everything becomes scary. Um, uh, and Resident Evil games are really good about that. The only problem is that one of the ways they cultivate that is by like making unplayable choices. Yeah, um, exactly. But I think that's fun. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, I can't. I think I've beaten two Resident Evil games. I think I've played all of them. And I usually beat games that I play. But with Resident Evil, it's just sort of like at a certain point. I'm just like so exhausted emotionally by it. Yeah, it seems like a franchise that had a big peak at four. And then, like, all the games in between have been, like, kind of forgettable. Um, and then with Biohazard, uh, it was it kind of felt like they were, like, doing sort of like a Batman Begins on the series again. Like, it felt a little more modern. It felt like a little bit, like, more back to form, but modern at the same time. Uh, and then, like, this new game is kind of like a direct sequel to that or to this new Resident Evil world, I guess. Which I guess has always been building, but these two games feel very connected. Yeah, but there's um, there's a little bit more of a there's like a balancey like the weight of horror to action in Village is different than it is in Biohazard, um, in a yeah. in a way that I don't think is necessarily for the best. Mm-hmm, um, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, but, speaking of building tension, I'm sure you guys are wondering what podcast <laughs> am I listening to? I'm I'm getting so scared at the jump scare of the title. What's it gonna be? Uh, welcome back to Game Boys. I'm Griffin and I'm Lux, and also joining us on the ones and twos is editor and producer Haley. And we got another solo episode, but we've got a hot, fresh new game off the presses for you. Uh, we're talking 
extensively about Resident Evil 8 Village today, of which I basically have beaten. I got to the last boss and I rage quit on stream last night. Um, Lux, have you beaten the game? No. I'm working okay. on it. Um, so you haven't witnessed some of the most egregious scenes. <laughs> uh, I don't care about spoilers too much. So that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. And I've gotten, I've gotten, a, I've gotten a fair chunk into it. I just also got uh, Baldur's Gate 2 Dark Alliance, the like hack and slash uh, 2002 game that they remastered for the PS4, but it like looks like trash. Um, I got that game and I've been playing that a lot because I love it. <laughs> Nice. Cool. Um, well, yeah, I've been playing I've been playing the game a lot on stream and it certainly has been taking uh, video game culture by storm. I mean, we knew it was going to be a big release, but people are playing the shit out of this game. Uh, last night it was streaming at the number one category on Twitch higher than just chatting, which has the hot tub streamers. Uh, so, I mean, they're beating the hot tub ladies with with with, with this tall lady. Um I mean, so maybe something to consider e-girls e e getting some stilts or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem is that e-girls aren't tall enough and that mm -hmm. soon they'll figure it out. And we'll be looking at eight, nine foot Belle Delphines all over the place. And there'll just be no hope for the, for the gamer streams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'll be, they'll, they'll start to be TOS that if you go over nine feet, <laughs> yeah, no, no one can be too big. <laughs> um but yeah uh i i was like the i guess before i get into like yeah, anything i felt about the game i was like wow this is a really really big release everyone got really excited to like play this game and experience it together uh and there's a lot of things that i feel like uh this this game does right um but the game also did leave like a very stale and kind of bad taste in my mouth like the longer it went on um I haven't gotten to that point yet, although I've already started to get the first wave of Resident Evil fatigue, which is like an inevitable emotional position in these games. Um, I'll tell you, it actually happened pretty recently, earlier today. I was escaping from Dimitrescu Castle. Holy shit, you pronounced that perfectly. Um, I'm Romanian. Um... Are you one of the guys with the scythes? Could be. <laughs> We're just putting down communists in this game the I whole move, time. I move and walk around all gross. So <laughs> that could be me. Um, but uh, it's I was running through the house and I had done a bunch of stuff and I got to the, the special labyrinth thing and I put the ball in and I moved the ball around. I made a fall in the hole. It was unclear what that did. And then I got killed by the tall lady. And mm -hmm. then my game loaded and I ran back to the room to do the whole thing again. And I had forgotten to get the ball. Um, but then uh, I'm getting the, really bored with this story. Well, what then the I point? went back, got the ball, <laughs> came back. But that's my point. Right. Is that like I got the fucking like, oh, I have to do the 95 things to do the one thing. I don't know what the one thing does. And it's like that when that layering of just like re repetition overwhelms the scariness of it is where like Resident Evil starts to fall apart a little bit. Uh, totally. And that was already starting to happen to me. Yeah, it's almost like if you like if you like clear out rooms and know every inch and every angle of every room by like having to sort of puzzle it all out, then like 
the rooms do become less scary and like like moving through them becomes less scary and so yeah like the more time you're spent sort of just like sifting through these rooms yeah the like the, the mystery of the, of the place can start to disappear and then it's just kind of like you dodging lady d um i want to say like before i get into like more things about the game i'm really fascinated with what happened with this tall lady not because i'm like oh wow people are horny and that's like an observation i'm uniquely making but more what happened in terms of fans expectations and reality and fans maybe understanding more about what the game could have been than the developers themselves. What I mean by that is this game is about a tall lady, or at least that's what we thought when everyone bought the game and paid the $60. When in fact, this game is about meeting a tall lady for about an hour and a half and then never seeing her or her hot daughters ever again. And instead, there is a de-escalating amount of villains that continue to get lamer and lamer and feel less like they share the same world, but are more sort of tossed in from different worlds and kind of slapped together. Uh, and it's like less and they get less and less scary too. So it's like everyone got really, really excited by this lady. And it seems like the designers themselves didn't know what they had and yeah. that the fans knew what they had. And so when they saw the fan reaction, they doubled down on the commercial advertising of the lady to like misrepresent how core she was to the game because they knew fans liked it. And, and so it was this such an interesting sort of like online expectation reality thing that was happening kind of in real time with this game. Yeah, well, I think I think a big thing about this that is, is relevant here is that like they were trying to do a thing that was like they were trying to do a type of European horror story, this like villagey horror thing that is different than sort of a other other Resident Evil games and b other places where we see vampire and werewolf in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and but then they had the flip to that, which was like they really lead into the tropes of the classic ways we see vampire and werewolf. Um, and so the structure of like, oh, you're going to run into all the different spooky, like bad, evil German forest monsters um doesn't work because like we thought we were doing Dracula. Um and like you were saying, the advertising was like you're doing Dracula, but instead he's a tall lady. Um and then when that was super popular, the advertising was like, man, I can't wait for you to do this Dracula. Yes, um, exactly. But then, and then the we're game all, itself and, is not really doing Dracula at all. Yes. And then like literally like I mean we I could feel it when I was streaming it and with everyone here, like everyone just had this sort of realization settle in after we kill like spoiler alert, you killed a tall lady. Um and it's not very hard. Um they're just like, Oh, is she gone now? Really? what's going to be next? And I hope it's just as good. And then it turns out it's like some fucking guy named Heisenberg. Like, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, we're not that far away from Breaking Bad. Please don't name the villain Heisenberg. Uh, it's just very distracting. And, and on top of that, I know it's a German thing, but like, it, it's just, it was just corny. And, and, the, and the voice actor was really corny. And I was just like, this is just the worst direction to take. Yeah, I saw I saw Heisenberg and someone introduced Heisenberg and I was like, okay, this is a dumb name. It's dumb that he has the glasses and the hat and he's called Heisenberg. It's dumb that he's such a dweeb, but like there's ways this could go in a fun way. Uh, and then he said, 
lichens and gentlemen. Uh, and then I said, I hate this. Yes. And yeah. then I said, I hate this man. I hate this man totally and completely. Yeah, it was really bizarre. All of the voice acting in the game feels like porn acting. Like it, it feels like everyone is doing like por- like lev- porn level acting with everything. The choices, and it's like you know we've video game scripts are always bad, but a strong voice actor can make what was that like sound lived in or real. But like everything just sounded so like overdone and 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 stupid that it was like constantly pulling me out of the game. It was a weird thing because everyone's talking in the way that sort of your original Resident Evil one and two characters would talk, which is like, which is like, oh, you've come to my scary castle. Yeah. Um, Right. It's weird because a this game looks so much better than that voice acting sounds. And yes, like I, if I'm going to be in the creepy Eastern European village, give me the creepy Eastern European like accent, right? Like, give yeah. me the like, mm, you've come to my castle and I'm going to suck your blood or whatever. Like, yeah. you, like so many of the character that. models didn't match the voice Not like, a lot all. of the time. Like there was another character early on where you take shelter amongst the surviving villagers and a man who's kind of like the town asshole goes around the room of survivors and like oh, yeah. names all of them. And like everyone in my chat was like, bad voice actor wrong voice wrong choice like just like everything like like and it's like i'm sorry like not everyone in my chat is like like a creative director like so many people are just like basic consumers that normally don't think about it but they're like it it was that glaring and like that bad that everyone's like wow now i'm thinking about why voice acting is a craft yeah and that that whole sequence just like to to just stay on the two ends for a second the whole sequence makes no sense because like man it's that whole sequence makes no sense because it's just like you'd introduce me to all these people and are like, here's their deal, here's their situation, they'll just get murdered right away. Like, right. This bad voice why, actor why'd you shows waste the time? Up, gives me a bunch of dumb, useless exposition, and then everyone gets killed. Yeah. Um, um, totally so, yeah, so like, time. So it's weird because like I I went into this game like excited i felt like misled by the lady but i was still having fun with the combat and just sort of how the game looked was like really pretty so i was like okay like i'm willing to give it a chance but like the game without trying to like get too spoilery like the game just continues to kind of disappoint um at least in my perspective like there's a lot of jigsaw like saw movie jigsaw like stuff happening in the second half that feels very contrived um, and, and it kind of ends in this really, really absurd way that's like people were just like, wow, they're like kind of slapping you in the face with this ending, aren't they? Um, and so like I was just like, man, this is not a journey that I would ever like want to go on a second time. And, and I felt a little misled by the reviews, like like the reviews were like eight, nine out of ten, a stunning journey. And it's like then I go online. And everyone's like, what happened to Big Lady? And it's just like, I think there's like, they just, they didn't, I felt a little misled. Well, that's, I mean, we can get into the whole thing of ethics and video game journalism, but like, that's what what happens on gaming websites now is like, you get the game in advance so you can write the review that everyone's going to read, but that means you have to say something good. Otherwise, they're not going to give you the game in advance because people aren't going to buy it, which is replicate, like... That's why, that's why like week of reviews from big game websites are pretty useless. Um, Right. And, and they're, and like, they're always going to be at odds with the internet reaction and usually anyways, in in the way you're describing um, with the, we want more big lady. Uh, Also don't worry about getting spoilery because I don't super mind, but to, to get to like, 
one thing about this game and one thing I think the reviews kind of got at that was kind of true that even people online are saying is that like at brief moments, it does hit that perfect Resident Evil thing. Yes. Which is making you feel like a badass for one second and then like a totally powerless baby the next second. Um, uh, and I think that's like that's like when Resident Evil is like thriving. You know, yeah, like that's when it feels I, great I is when you're like, oh, I'm a badass. I killed two zombies with a gun. Now I'm going to go in this house. Uh Oh, I'm tentacled and it's eating all my skin or whatever. I agree. Um, um, and that shit is um, great. And they do. They do yeah. get that note sometimes. And that's like that alone makes it pretty exciting to to be a part of or to play. Totally. Through. Yes, I, I, I agree. And, and like and like I agree that like like it was weird because I was enjoying some of the actiony elements and happening and like certain moments and, and and honestly just like sort of like the visuals and atmospheric sense of certain areas. Um, but I kept on just getting more and more frustrated by the narrative. Um, and, and then just like, yeah, like creative choices that I felt like I was like having to suffer through. Um, and yeah, I know that game reviewers are always going to like polish it up or whatever. Um, and I guess I just felt more misled on the fact that no one was like, this game isn't exactly what you think it's going to be. Or like it, this game takes a different direction or something. But instead they're like, it's great. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. It was so weird because I'd seen from the trailers that there's like Heisenberg and there's Mother Miranda and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe this is sort of the story of you have this Eastern European town that's ruled over by the big tall lady Dracula. And the mission is like you go through Heisenberg and her goons and get to her. And then the reveal at the end is that she's not the big thing. Mother Miranda is the big thing you have to deal with and you have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I thought was going to be like that. It is so super not that that it is so like get this tall lady out of the way and yeah. let's get to the real business. The shit you don't care about. Yes. Um, is on. It was it was like really weird. It was. It was weird in the way it, that you're describing it. it, 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 it no, it's, it's like when you watch someone like solve like a math problem the right way and then erase it and then like start again. It's like, no, you had it. Yeah. Like, the, the, like you had it. Like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're like, follow the love, like follow the light. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of when sometimes on Final Jeopardy, you'll see someone like write out their answer and then they'll write the right, they'll cross it out and write their new yes. answer next to it. And you'll see that the crossed answer was the right answer and your heart breaks in half. Like, yeah, that's they just like crossed out tall lady and wrote Heisenberg. And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they wagered all their money. Yeah, um, exactly. Alex and, and, and ghost cries like, yeah. And also like when you go to this like long ass Heisenberg, like final quarter of the game, it's all in this factory that's really nondescript and really, really vague and looks all the same and looks like any other video game. So it's like we went from this amazing castle, super atmospheric, and, and then we, we keep on de-heightening, de-escalating to, to, to blander and blander choices. Right. That I got worried about that vibe in the really cool storybook cutout at the beginning mm -hmm. because the storybook goes, she gets blood from the bat to drink. Very cool, very metal, very creepy. Yeah, good start. Uh, she I'm gets, listening. She gets like <laughs> clothes from the spooky spider weaver Grim Reaper to wear. Great. Mm -hmm. Scary, cool. She gets a, a fin from the fish king to eat. Oh, he's going to want to come back to collect on that dead big scary fish. We're ready for it. And the last one is a horse with a gear on its head. And immediately I was like, A, what? B, yeah, what does that mean? Like, yeah, the symbolism here is super unclear. 
why are we shifting from like these like classic folktale images to like steampunk shit? Like, yeah. why is that the last one that we think is cool? And so that immediately like set off this alarm bell in my head that was like, oh, we're going to have steam and factories and shit in a story that feels scary. Because part of what makes it scary, at least the beginning for me, is that like you're in this place that feels so much more low tech than you are. Like just yeah. by owning a gun and having a flashlight, you feel like you're like the like a space guy in the middle of a Stone Age town. You're in the village. Totally. Um, and but it's still scary because there's things bigger and scarier than technology. And then yeah. Heisenberg shows up and he's got like a big hammer and sunglasses. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I got these steampunk goggles off Etsy. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and it's just it undercuts that that sort of thematic fear like right away. And that seems like mm-hmm. such a waste because like you said, like the first two settings of the game, the village and the castle are so good at making this like anachronistic, like fear of the dark is older than time and bigger than technology and all that stuff. And that they just sort of like hand wave that away, even though it's like such an achievement to like construct is uh, a real big fuck up, I think. Yeah, I guess they were worried that they couldn't keep a game going for that long. But uh, let me tell you, developers, you overstay your welcome with this game. There is a very, very dumb final quarter to this game. Um, and, and I feel like the game also is just bizarre because... It, it, it gets rid of this Lady D. It sets up that there's like three other Lords of Cinder. It's like Dark Souls, basically. And you have to kill the Lords or whatever to get your jelly baby back or whatever the fuck is going on there. Um, and you never really get to learn about this Mother Miranda, what her deal is, what her vibe is. And then all of a sudden you're at the very end and you got to kill her. And it's just like, I just it just feels like it really just fell apart. Um, and, and I'm just like, why do we let the video game guys write their scripts? Like, why can't they just hire people to write their scripts? Right. I mean, it feels like what they wanted was like these different settings and differentiation of types of scary monsters. And again, I think you can do this like spooky monster mash village where everything's a monster and you have to go through all these different things. But yeah. like they don't dress it up that way until they decide that's what it is later in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the problem, right? Because I think you can get away with like, there's the castle, but to get to the castle, you have to go to the factory, and in the factory, there's a Frankenstein, and then after the factory, you got to go to the farm. But what's at the farm? The Wolfman's. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could layer it that way with these different settings and these different sort of things happening, and you could make that work. But that's not like we present you. Dracula, and then after Dracula, which is like four hours of the game, they're like. Now we present you Mishmash. And it's like, it doesn't. It goes, it goes after, after Dracula goes Jigsaw Puppet, Fish, and then Steampunk Heisenberg. Um, and, and I'm just like, okay. And I guess that's like, I guess a doubling down on like weird action stuff more than, more than horror stuff. Um, and, but, and I did see this take coming from a lot of people being like, this game purposely isn't that scary and it's Resident Evil showing that they can do more of a cool action game to which I say kind of uh, sometimes it's a fun action game I think it is fun to shoot it's fun to shoot the guys and stuff like that I did have a lot of fun time shooting um but I also felt like I'm waddling the whole time when I move which is a classic Resident Evil style but it's just like I don't know if action is your strongest suit. It's not. I don't know if we. I don't think it is. We know it's not. 
Yeah. Um, because they've made action Resident Evil games before, and this happens so often. Yeah. Um, and with Biohazard, I thought that it still remained small and focused enough that it never felt overly actiony until like maybe the final boss. But that's allowed in the final boss. Right. It's, um, it feels like. It feels like the Resident Evil movies were like, we're going to do something different with Resident Evil. And the Resident mm-hmm. Evil games were like, we're going to try and be like the movies. And then every so often, everyone's like, don't do that. And they're like, okay, we won't. They make a good one. And they're like, but we could be more like the movies, <laughs> yeah. I think. And it's like, look, they're just, they're different things, right? Like Resident Evil movies are very like, bang, 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 action, fast zombies. We're blowing stuff up. We're doing it. But the mm-hmm. games aren't, are have never really been scary because like a swarm of fast zombies is coming at you. They're scary because, like, you can hear doors opening and you only have four bullets and a knife. Right. Totally. Um, and, I, I agree. And, like, that is, that is, like, this weird... Uh, and, and also, like, I would I would say that, like, all people are like, oh, well, then how would the game progress if you only had simple stuff like a, like a gun and a knife? And I'm like, well, like, if you look at games like The Last of Us, like, if you play on, like, the harder modes of The Last of Us, like, you're making all sorts of, like... Uh, you know, resource, uh, you know, decisions to like get through rooms and decide like, oh, I only have four bullets and a plank or whatever. And, you know, you yeah, can like, do that stuff in this game too. And you can have multiple guns. You can have, you know, a bigger sort of things. But yeah. like, the point is that like, the point is that it feels scarce and it feels insufficient. Yeah. And that when you win, it feels like you've escaped something. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a... Uh, uh, that's like that's the real juice of it is that every victory doesn't feel like you're the conquering hero. It feels like you like made it out like by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. Um, and that's what gives it the, that fun energy where like every encounter is like like heart racing. I would, um, I would say in terms of combat, though, I know both of us played it on the PS5. It's one of the biggest games on the PS5. And, like, the haptic stuff is really cool, like, to yeah. feel the shooting and stuff like that. Um, and, 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 like, those opening, like, couple hours combing through the village when you're especially weak do have a lot of magic to it, I feel like. And did really draw me in and get me excited. Yeah, like I said, I have yet to reach a part where I'm like, fuck this game. But, like, I also said, the like, the, the blood is in the water in that respect. Like, Yeah, and it's coming, I promise. Yeah, there's like enough stuff that's it. like I'm something fun, but there's enough stuff that makes me feel like where this game is going. I'm not going to like, um, yeah, even before uh-huh. any, hearing anything from you, just like my general reaction to like the things that I'm seeing, um, especially just and, because like, again, the, it's if you it's if you're going to make a game where I'm cool and good at shooting things and it's fun to kill stuff, that's fine. That shouldn't be the same game where I have to find 77 keys to open the heart of the angel statues to get to the sacred sanctum of the middle of the whatever. You know what I mean? Like, those are two very different game vibes uh, Mm -hmm. that the game wants to do both at the same time. And that's infuriating to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So, uh. It's it's also a weird thing where this game is like a like a mystery in a lot of ways. Your child is kidnapped, your wife is murdered in front of you, and you all of a sudden wake up in a snowy castle. Um, and typically with a game like this, you'd kill one of the four lords and you'd learn a trickle of new information. You'd learn something new about this mystery that would lead you and propel you to find and want to learn more. For this entire game, you learn nothing about what's occurring or why until some of the final cutscenes. And because the game doesn't give you breadcrumbs and lead you along with any kind of story, um, unless you're like really diving into the side journal stuff, um, it feels like, oh, I'm not being propelled at all to like do the next thing. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, there uh, there is like a good amount of like epistolary side stuff that's pretty fun, but it's not propulsive, right? Like, this is so so Ralph. Uh, so Wiggum in the chat says that's how it always is in Resident Evil, which is true. Like, it always is sort of the plot is like way far away, and you're learning it through like little snippets and shit, and there's not a lot going on. But what makes it work is that like you're sprinting towards the plot because it's the only thing where shit that isn't actively trying to kill you is. Do you know what I mean? Like. You're always moving towards the plot. You're just running away from the last thing that was chasing you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, and I would say though, um, and this uh, game doesn't accomplish so, that quite as well. And, and someone else in the chat, wait till you hear about Dark Souls. And it's like I'm not against like a weird like ambient story. I think people can pull off ambient storytelling or storytelling that's like hard to parse. Um, even if it's not my favorite, I'm more saying that this game particularly needed a story to propel me. To then move me to the next boss, right, because and, and and I didn't feel and I didn't feel like you know this game. I don't think that anything about the presentation of this game like like would have benefited from a, a weird story that hides from you, right? Because Dark Souls, right, gives you like a little bit of a cutscene in the beginning and then like snippets throughout and weird encounters. Dark Souls does not have like twenty minutes of cinematic in the first hour. Exactly. Um, and, to be yeah. like, there's a lot going on. Here's the yeah. things you need to think about. Like, yeah. it doesn't do that. And so then you don't go into it being like, oh, I got to learn more about all the shit. Instead, you go into it being like, oh, there's the, oh, we'll see what happens in this mystery world. In Resident Evil, it's like there's a promise of information that they just. The game a, sets the standard of information that you're going to expect. Right. Exactly. And then the dream is deferred endlessly till the very end, which is mm-hmm. not what you want with dreams. Yeah. <laughs> No, typically not. Um, but uh, th- th- there was uh, there was some fun stuff. There was definitely some like fun, weird looking side bosses and stuff that I enjoyed. Um, I like I, mean, I like the monster design. I loved the little gr- how all the little grossos move around. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's some good movement in there too. Um, and you know, like when I just talk to people who are like just watching it, like I talked to my brother who hasn't played it, but watches streamers play. And he's like, this looks awesome. Um, and, and, and there is one moment that you haven't gotten to Lux. That is, I have to say like the best moment in the game. And it's because it's scary and horrifying and gross and you feel powerless in the moment. Um, and like, and it's a playable moment too. It's not a cutscene. Um, it's like, it's like a playable moment where you are fucked and it's also horrible and gross. Uh, and it like works and is like probably going to be one of the more memorable parts of the game. Um, uh, yeah, I love that. And I think, I do think that like, this is a game that would look fun to watch someone who's good at it stream. Right. Because if you know how to find the things and you're not running around getting frustrated and you know what you're doing and you're good at the shooting, like then this all balances out to a certain degree. Um, but I think when it's like herky jerky and you're moving the plot at different paces and then you get these guys and it's like, maybe not that cool. Cause it's been like a long time, whatever. Like, I think it, it, the, it's a game where this watching it versus playing experience is so huge. Like the gap is so wide that it doesn't surprise me at all. That like your brother, or other people have been like, Yes, let's get some like, let's see it. Let's see the big vampire and then we'll see the big hammer man or whatever. But like you, you know, playing that out, it's like, where am I going to find the ninth key to this dumb lock? Like Mm -hmm. it's it's such a different sort of experience, like emotional sort of framework that I think it it makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. that it would be a very popular streaming game while also being a very frustrating playing game. 
Yeah, yeah, because there was like there. I mean, I was stuck in the factory level towards the end, like promising the chat that I was about to beat the game for like three hours, and then it just like kept going with more and more factory and more like areas where I was just kept getting turned around, and the map wasn't really helping me either. So yeah, there, there's just a there's a lot of things going on there. Glad I played it. It was funny. I would not tell people to run out and play it though, or get it. I would think that Biohazard is a much more satisfying and focused experience. Um, and Biohazard doesn't overstay its welcome at all in the way that this game very much does. Yeah, I would say if you're a real Resident Evil freak, maybe it's worth getting the like two for oh, one pack. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's like the two for one pack in the PS5 store like that. That's probably your move. But like, yeah, if, if the question is like play this or play Biohazard, I'd say play Biohazard like 10 times out of 10 just because like mm -hmm. this is this is so it's it's trying to strike a really specific balance that to its credit, it does hit occasionally. But to its detriment, it misses more often than it hits. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's it's still like one of the number one stream games for a reason, uh, and I think it's because um, there is just certain types of games that are good to stream. Yeah, and Resident Evils are one of them. Yeah, I and mean, scary games are one of them. If you are good at like speaking the puzzle language of Resident Evil, it's really cool to be like watching someone run through and be like, oh, I need this hat and this knife and this bucket so that I can like set up the trap here and unlock this door and like get to walk through that process with them. And then you get to see these scary monsters, whatever. I think it makes that makes a lot of sense. But like, I, you know, yeah, I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to have like a hot tubs run. Thank you, Obi. Um, I'm saying have, like, that I'm, I'm saying hot tub meta is almost done. And now people are going to go to stilt meta. I think it's all yeah, I think it's exactly. there. Well, it's not going to have a run like stilt meta will or like hot tub run, meta has like I think. I think there's like a brief window of tall lady dominates Twitch. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing a toaster bathtub meta. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, fuck. I lost my fucking final thought. Um, Shit. Was it about toasters no! and bathtubs? Um, no, uh, I totally fucking forgot. I'll well, think about it in a second. Uh, Griffin, why don't we talk about some other stuff after uh, I leave you a second to think while I read this new ad? Okay. Hey. Do you ride bikes on a or do you ride on a road bike at lunch? Do you ride mountain bikes on the weekends? Are you taking a seventh month old baby on three mile runs at an eight mile per minute pace in the evening? What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Strava profile for our good friend, Rowdy Burns, AKA Ryan. For those of you who don't know, Strava is a social media app that logs runs and bike rides. Go to www.strava.com slash athlete slash 219-219-124-20 if you want to see what our good friend Rowdy is up to. Again, that's www.strava.com slash athlete slash 219-124-20. Did Rowdy out. just sneak an ad on the show? Don't delay. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rowdy just absolutely snuck an ad on the show. Holy shit, this is a Game Boy's first. Oh yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy sneaked one on you, bud. Sneaked one for the Strava profile. He knows I would trigger me because I'm really, I'm trying to keep all the wealth. Uh, I'm that's fucking. What is Strava? It's a bike I wasn't listening. App. I was so mad. It's a, yeah, it's a bike riding and run tracking app. Everyone can see how Rowdy's exercising. <laughs> um, that's fucked up, man. So, Rowdy, congratulations. Uh, your money's already been sent to Haley. Um, uh, so, yeah, did you think of what you were going to say? Or you want to talk about some other games? No, I'll think of it, like, in fucking an hour from now. Um, cool. uh, yeah, I want to talk about some other stuff. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about The Burning Crusade, mm. if I may. Yeah, go for if it. If I may. Yeah, we're both um, playing because, games, I guess. 
it's really weird because the Burning Crusade is obviously the expansion to WoW Classic. Um, and uh, we knew it was coming out this year, but they surprise are early dropping it um, in just a couple weeks, giving people almost no time to prepare and setting me on another insane video game grind journey in only a couple weeks that I'm preparing for. Um, but it is really a story about Blizzard doing an insane cash grab because they could give people time to get ready for the game or they could release it in two and a half weeks and have people pay to boost their characters. And Whoa. the character boosts are like $45. Jesus Christ. So it's, it's, it's pretty insane because normally we're never in a situation where you're so excited for a video game to come out and then they tell you it's coming out early. Shouldn't I be happy? And then you realize you're like, oh, this is why they're doing it. And it's like the first time where I've been like pissed that like it came out early. <laughs> That's insane. That's such a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, a lot of people are saying that they're also making sure to time it out so that they can release before some of these other MMO challengers that are coming out later in the year. There's one called Ashes of Creation uh, and there's one called like New World or something like that. My big take on all these new MMOs is they're all pretty much destined to fail unless someone's willing to make a major financial investment long term into something because um, they always release janky and then no one ever everyone gives up on them. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a real coming to king. You better not miss because like, yeah, if you fuck up kind of any element of your MMO, like people are just going to be like, I'm going to go play. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Sergeant Floyd's right. There's also Final Fantasy 14. That's probably the only other one. That has mm -hmm. the same zone where it's like if a new MMO comes out, people just like are like, oh, I'll go play Final Fantasy or I'll go play WoW if if because this sucks. Right. Um, so like half the time, new MMOs just drive people to uh, to WoW or Final Fantasy because it like kicks off the MMO craving, the fucking yes. the MMO lust, but it can't pay no. it can't pay it off. Well, and then they're like, oh, I'd like to go to like an experience that is like familiar and well populated in server and not janky and that's always going to be wow or final fantasy but i'll also argue that final fantasy is just so much to deal with in a, in a way that world of warcraft is a lot less um so there there's some there's some final fantasy still is the more hardcore of the two yeah um I mean, I think obtv says can't believe i was never invited to be interviewed for leaking the tbc launch okay ob said he leaked the tbc launch and then he DM'd me a link about the leak. That was you? What? Yeah, Obi, How? Is, this Obi, is this true or are you just telling tales out of school? That was you. All right. Wow. Tell What's your tale? Tell it out of school. Get in the chat. Get in the voice chat. Tell us what happened. I don't, well, he has to record too. Okay, get in the voice chat and also record it and tell us what happened. Uh, I'll vamp. I'm this, great. I'm great at vamping on this show. Well, let me finish what I was saying about TBC then. Uh, okay. Is that yeah? So it's a it's a it's a huge cash grab, um, and uh, outside of that though, like uh, I am super super excited for it, regardless of how sort of just shameless they are with this cash grab, um, because the Burning Crusade was like the high point for me in World of Warcraft in terms of like the the shape of the game and like the community environment of it, um, and I dusted off off an old laptop and found all of my old World of Warcraft folders. Oh, from, damn. I have screenshots 
and videos that I edited myself from like 2006 and seven uh, of like playing the game. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, I don't know. It was like a huge trip to go back down that lane and kind of just remember that the reason Burning Crusade is different than any, and the reason that WoW was different for me and a major gaming experience that was unlike anything else is that I developed these insane long-term relationships with people that I've never met before. And I'm like looking at these screenshots of people as if they're like old war vets that I went to war with or something. And it's like, uh, like people I played with for years and years and years and like knew their lives really well, but I, I've just never seen their face. Uh, it's such a unique experience because of that. Yeah, I mean, that's the magic of the MMOs for sure is that like you have your like weird battle buddies um, and that dude, that there is this possibility of this exact thing you're describing happening where like years later you like revisit those like you're looking at like fucking five soldiers sitting on like a B-52 out of the launching point of Iwo Jima or something like it's it's a real unique sort of situation but it is it is interesting like I never have that because I never played MMO so I never got like that into into it with like anyone but it is it is really fascinating that those relationships some people like I mean I know people who've like met their spouse playing like, wow. You yeah. know what I mean? Like my, my guild leaders were a married couple. Whoa. Um, and yeah, I just think that it's, it is a fascinating thing. And it's interesting to see if I wonder if the burning crusade will capture any of the magic capture the time. Because even as a non wow person, I do remember just as like a dude who played video games, I know he played video games how big the burning crusade got and how many of my non wow friends were like, well, this one seems worth giving a try. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I do wonder if it's, if it's possible to recapture that or if that was just a moment in time. And I, and I would also say to people who felt like they are kind of like, wow, curious or whatever, um, is that I think that, even though I talk shit on these, uh, this cash grab of a level boost thing, I think that if you didn't play WoW Classic, you're curious about getting into World of Warcraft and you're curious about like seeing what's going on as it's like probably gonna be the number one or two category on Twitch and sort of it takes the game world by storm over the next couple of weeks is that it's never been a actually better time to get in because while yeah, like the character boost to boost one up is like $40 to start where everyone else is you will get way more than like a $40 video games worth of time out of it. If you like get into world of Warcraft, like that's not absurd for someone sort of like, just if you think about just buying a new video game, it's cheaper than buying a new video game. Technically. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not terrible. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I feel like it's terrible for people who play the game already, Yeah, but it's like not, not a bad proposition to someone who's like, it's not cost prohibitive for like like a new player or something for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I'm curious about it because I want, there's so many other ways for communities to form around games now than there were for the first, the burning crusade. Um, that I'm curious how that's going to play out. Um, because like, I mean, obviously like undertale, for instance, is a one player game with a huge online community where people make tons and tons of friends. Hades is Mm -hmm. another great example of that. Um, uh, and Oh, Hey, Rowdy got a follow from our ad. Congratulations. It's working. Investing game boys. Um, but yeah, there's, it's there. There's, it's interesting to me because when Burning Crusade came out, like that was the way you made friends playing video games who were far, far away. Like that was the version of that that existed basically. Yep. And now it's one of a bajillion. Um, 
And I'm curious to see how that's going to play out because, I mean, at the same time, like Biomutant's coming out soon, which I'm very excited for. Wouldn't surprise me if Biomutant has like a giant online following, even though it's like a one player action game, just because it's like animals with swords and like people, it's because it's about Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. People on the Internet love to get horny for animals with swords like it's there's so much going on there that it is it's it'll be it's an interesting it's going to be interesting to see the degree to which the Burning Crusade can recapture its old magics. I think is, is basically what I'm trying to get at. I think that's like a really fascinating question to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. I think it 100% is going to capture like the moment of like the next month or two. I don't know if it'll be the same magic and I don't think it ever really could be. Um, one thing I will say though is that like because of like streamers and like websites and stuff, certainly the way people play the game will be a lot more guide and min max driven mm -hmm. it seems like now the way we play the games is like um finding the very 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 best item and like the guides are very easy and it's just like do this this and this and we're doing a kind of a checklist right, I mean, Whereas in, the, the, in the past you'd be like oh this one's glowing <laughs> like go put that on yeah we've talked about this <laughs> about like the death of the casual gamer like yeah the way that the the increase in access has made it so like there's no one who's just like pretty like any Anyone who wants to get good at a game can just like pull up a PDF and get good at it. Yes, um, exactly. And, and WoW like is very much a game stuff. like that because WoW isn't also like a super fast reflex game at times. Like it's like it's very easy to like for most people to like be at a certain level of like min maxing with the game. So that that, that will definitely be an element that changes with it. Um, but I think ultimately, like even in 2007, the Internet wasn't as connected and as easy to like see where everyone else was and thinking about that. I think that new things that never occurred before in the game are going to happen too. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's always been the, my favorite thing with the world of Warcraft is reading about like the, the weird like social events that happen, like the, the funeral for the guy who got the guy who died and then the funeral gets yeah. raided by all the other people or like the <laughs> disease outbreak that happened by mistake or all like that kind of stuff is Mm -hmm. is what I find really fascinating about it. So I, am, I am like just from like my weird like digital anthropology perspective really curious about uh, what this is going to look like. I'm excited to fucking see it because it's... And also like Blizzard itself like needs this. They're lucky that they have this because they desperately need this because Overwatch 2 is pretty much as good as dead. Uh, the majority, like, like they just released that, like they lost like 33% of all of their audience, but they're not saying from which games it's from, uh, retail is dying already only a couple months into their newest expansion because they don't have enough content for it. Um, they're in a really bad spot. They're very lucky that people like this game. That's that they're really, so. yeah, they need this and they need Diablo four basically. <laughs> they need, and they need Diablo four to be like a real hit, not like play it for like a week. Yeah, like they need, they need to be like a, four to be as good as Baldur's Gate Two: Dark Alliance. And I'll be real; they really they, they needed Overwatch Two or something or an Overwatch rework that's like a battle pass free game. Like they needed something major like that too. Uh, now that Jeff Kaplan's gone, I, I don't know that this is, seems like a really sinking ship. Right. Well, it's funny that it is. There is something very funny that Blizzard, which for a lot of you and my like life as gaming people was like setting the tone of like the future of what games look like. Yeah. Um, just like totally missed the free to play battle Royale thing by a, like missed it terribly to the point where like they put out sort of the last game, not in that model that had targeted that audience 
before and it's actively choking the game like no one checks it out and so it has low population and so the few schmucks that do check it out and pay the full price for the game or whatever the fuck end up going against guys who have put 5,000 hours into it and they quit after a day or two because it sucks to get owned yeah getting owned is the worst Getting owned sucks, folks. Um, folks, let me tell you, getting owned is bad as hell. Do you, do you got any games you want to talk about? I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been playing uh, Dark Alliance 2. Uh, it's really fun. I forgot how fucking hard that game is. Uh, I don't, I'm not aware of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it right now. It's, a, it's like a straight up like Diablo 2 style, like top down hack and slash. And what's it called again? Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance or Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2. Dark Alliance 2. Yeah, it came out. So basically what happened is... In 2002, that game came out, and there were a couple other games like that that were super fun. People loved them. I was one of those people. Um, they're making a new Dark Alliance game that's like a fresh new one that's coming out in June. Mm, um, so you're getting, you're getting ready. And and that one's going to be fun, but that one's like a third person, uh, behind your back, kind of Gears of War style, single player experience. And that's called Dark Alliance Three? That's called Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Okay. Um, this one is a couch co-op top-down slash em up game. Ooh, I like Couch Co-op. Uh, is it kind of like the Lord of the Rings games from back in the day? Uh, no, it's closer to like playing like Diablo 3. Okay. Couch Co-op. Um, but it's like yeah. so much harder, at least on normal. Like, it's mm-hmm. hard to the point where like there are boss fights that I just had to spend like 10 minutes kiting the boss because otherwise I was going to get fucking murdered. And there's like no way to really mm-hmm. grind because things don't repopulate. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So it's just like very difficult slasher or hack and slash game. And I'm having a ton of fun with it but it is f- frustrating as all fucking get out it is drives me fucking nuts um but i'm, I'm enjoying it i been mean, playing that and resident evil uh and then obviously a little bit of the show because i got to keep my minnesota twins uh oh, yeah. my minnesota twins dynasty oh intact. no this is what this is what i was gonna ask you about is returnal uh, any oh, more yeah. thoughts on returnal? returnal a little bit returnal I think it's got a major drop off. It was being streamed a lot the first week and now no one is streaming it. Well, Returnal, I think I th- and I don't know, but I, I don't know this for sure. Returnal for me has been like peaks and valleys in the sense that every time I feel like I've made a breakthrough, I'll play it a bunch for like a couple hours straight and like get stoned, make that the thing that I'm doing. Um, and then I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm spinning my wheels again. And then I start playing it like not that much, maybe 20, 30 minutes for a day. And then I'll have like one run that gets me a breakthrough during one of those low periods. And then I'm back in it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 hard in a way where it is tough to it feels like at least to me, maybe because I'm not that good at it. But it feels like my progression is like largely random, like, oh, a couple of things broke the right way. So this time I'm able to like beat the section and level into the next part. That's something oh. that I felt also about Hades was that I got the right weapon combination and just started crushing through it. But then, like, sometimes I feel hampered because I don't have the right weapon combo. And I'm like, oh, well, this game's just easy if you have the right weapon. Yeah. See, I think with Hades and maybe this is where I'll get with Returnal eventually with Hades, I started to feel like uh, I could figure out the best approaches no matter what thing I got and like no matter how it yeah. broke down. It's, it's a little better. Yeah. Um, and Returnal I haven't gotten there yet but maybe I will. Also obviously I'm like playing Pokemon Snap every time I like just go just sit outside for 15 minutes or whatever. It's like just like the best like break time game. Like that's my during work hours game is Pokemon Snap. Nice. Um, yeah. When it's like oh yeah. I don't want to review this video anymore I'm going to take 15 minutes and take a picture of a Gyarados. Pokemon Snap definitely like 
after two hours you can feel very gassed playing it like i i streamed it for like four hours and i was like i'm done taking photos today like um even though it's like it's a it's a great it's a great short bite game Um, yeah i get to not have fun playing it it's just like i know there's like a top end limit yeah to like how Mm -hmm. much it's just it's not one of those games where like uh, I don't know what's a good one recently that we've talked about. I mean, like fucking uh, like uh, like the Returnal is not even a bad. No, Returnal is a bad example. Like Resident Evil, when I'm having fun playing it. The beginning of Resident Evil is a good example. Where uh, no Monster Hunter was a game where you could like lose hours yeah, and not realize that's it, a I great think. one. Where it's like the yeah. more where you can play it, and there are certain sessions where the more you play it, the more fun it gets as you play. And Snap doesn't have the arc in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. Snap starts out really fun and stays at about the exact same level of really fun for however long, but it doesn't really change the way you feel about it in such a way that it like doesn't encourage you to just play play, play endlessly. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. about right. I just I think with the Returnal thing, I think that like if you're pitching yourself as like a game that's like a Groundhog's Day or you repeat the same levels over and over again, there's just something about that that to me doesn't feel like $70. And it's something that's been echoed around the internet a lot as well. And I feel like basically if you are a next gen game, you get hit with the $70 price tag. And I'm worried that it's sort of like once again, the capitalism dictates the art and then like games don't get experimental because no one wants to experiment with $70 like like you don't like but consumers want when when they spend $70 they want the game that they've been excited for all year that they know that they're about to be obsessed with for and dive into for 60 hours they're not willing to take that leap of faith that jump yeah um and, and then and then we get less art because of that price tag right well this is why i'm i'm generally a free for indie games right like indie titles are where all this stuff happens because they char- price out at 10 20 maybe 30 dollars tops and that seems to me where like an experimental roguelike like this would exist but they wanted to go for like the high fidelity graphic trappings of like a next gen style right. thing they wanted to do a space dark souls thing um in a lot of ways and yeah. in a lot of ways they succeeded but not maybe enough ways to make it work at that mm-hmm. scale um i mean i don't regret spending 70 on it i i'm having fun playing it and it's nice to have in the back pocket and like there are always months during the year where just nothing that good comes out and you like smoke a joint go back through the library and just like pop in a game and like oh i forgot how good this was and you play it for you know totally yeah. um and it seems like it's gonna be like a definite like one in that category which is great but it is like it is it doesn't it doesn't have the momentum of like one of those Mando blockbuster games, the way that like games right. come out. And as soon as you're playing, you're like, oh, this is a fucking hitter. And I'm going to play it till I beat it and like into my eyeballs fall out. Like it doesn't totally. really have that going on, which is disappointing because it did. It did feel like it could have been that game for the PS5, but it is not. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, people will like it. Uh I, I'm probably not going to check it out just because I don't I don't ha- I don't have seventy dollars to, to to be like maybe disappointed or not with it and I've already been tricked too many times this year, um, but uh, you know I I wish it the best. Um, That's very kind of you. Yeah, I do. I wish it the best. Like I, I wish it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's uh, I guess that's it for me today. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a day. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? No. All right. Well, we're on your stream. So anyone who's listening, not watching, should check out twitch.tv slash gym room. 
Uh, there's the newest PWR guide in is up on Twitch at twitch.tv slash party world wrestling. Uh, the last two should be going up on YouTube this week, which is exciting. Um, and last but not least, uh, check out Haley on at eat every sound on Instagram and YouTube and also on the memory static podcast. And that's all folks. That's the sound I made. I was going to do a Lola bunny impression, but I didn't. <laughs>